This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Bentley Manning. Hey, everybody, it's Kellen. Uh, It is the fourth week of Advent. Uh, We're just days away from Christmas, and it's uh, really wonderful to be with you all. That is so good. Kellen, are you looking forward to Christmas? Mm -hmm. I am looking forward to Christmas. I think we have a full slate of services here on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And Kai and I are going up to Michigan after after those services for um, the following week. And yeah, I'm really I'm looking forward to both all the festivities and celebrations and worship um, opportunities and also some some rest and Sabbath. What about you, Bentley? Of course. Um, you I'm, go to the beach every year, don't I you? I do go to the beach. Do you want to talk about that? Well, sure. But first, let me just say um, it does. It's it doesn't feel like Christmas is a couple days away. Yeah, we we're just saying that off mic feels really kind of not like Christmas yet. I don't know what that's what that is. It's this is not a theological statement, but it has been unusually warm this that, year. That's just a statement about kind of cultural Christmas. Ah, I see. Right. Like you want it, you expect it to be cold even though you grew up in Nashville. Correct. Even in Nashville you'd expect it to be kind of cold before Christmas. Hmm. I mean, not the kind of cold that you're used to. Yeah. My whole, like, um, rhythms and sort of patterns are thrown off by the South. I mean, don't you think even in Bethlehem it kind of dropped down a little bit more than it has been here? I don't know. I think so. I don't know what the temperature in Bethlehem is typically around this time of the year. I'll tell you what. Let's wait. I'll check, and we'll get right back to everyone. Okay. All right, Kellen, I just checked the weather. Uh, If you do this at home, just know that Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is not the same thing as... um, Bethlehem in the Holy Land. It is 42 (laughs) degrees in Bethlehem right now, and it's hovering around 50 for the rest of the week. So it's actually just like Highlands. Yeah, same temperature, same weather experience. So it's, I guess it's very, very Christmas here right now. I stand corrected. It feels very much like Christmas in Highlands. When I go outside, I want it wide. Golden gray skies feel like winter to me. Oh, I love California, but I need to feel the freeze. I just want Christmas morning the way it used to be. But about the beach. Oh, right. So after Christmas, uh, it'll be after the first Sunday of Christmas. We're heading down to uh, 30A, kind of watercolor area, uh, to spend some time to spend the new year uh, with Leslie's side of the family. Which you do every year, or almost every year, pandemic not counting. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the folks in Florida would tell you that my track record is not as good as other folks in the family. Um, I've kind of been back and forth some, but 
I try my best to get down there every year. You're a priest. You got some things going on around this time of the year, don't That's you? That's right. But they ha- so one of the things that we do, Kellen, when we're together is that Leslie's godfather has a huge uh, party uh, outside. And we have oysters. And we just, like, shuck oysters all day long. Wow. So it's, like, a lot of beachy oyster eating. That's, like, a very different Christmas than the one I have yeah, you're probably you know, skating. You're probably skating on ice or something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in Michigan on Christmas? Uh, just try to get warm, you know. <laughs> I, I would guess there are lots of sweatpants. Yeah, sweatpants, uh, fires, like warm food. One thing know. that I know that you do, Callan, with your family, that you you all play a game called euchre. Okay, Bentley has like discovered that there's this game called euchre that Midwesterners play. And so every time I go home, Bentley's like, you're going to play Euchre with your family. And like, sure, sometimes I play this card game with my family, but it's not like the only thing we do when we're together. But are there, do you all already have like the teams figured out before you play? It just depends on what family members are there. Because you can only play with four people. So it's you, Kai, and your parents. Then me and my dad are on a team and Kai and my mom are on a team. What's that look like? It looks like Kai and my mom somehow beating me and my dad over and over again, which literally to me and my father's, like, disbelief, because we are good card players, (laughs) and Kai and my mom don't really care about winning, and me and my dad really care about winning, and, like, every time they smoke us. And it's not luck, this game. There is some luck, for sure. Oh, yeah, there's luck, but But that they would beat you every time you play suggests that it's not just luck. No, no, no. You don't even know how to play Euchre, so That's what I'm asking. <laughs> you can't comment on, okay. on the game. Yeah. There's definitely, like, a good deal of luck. There's also some basic strategy. Like poker. I don't really play I mean, poker, so hard to compare. Anyway, we might play Euchre. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it sounds like if you do, Jim Day needs to kind of get ready uh, because it's time to kind of break the streak. <laughs> I hope we can break this streak. It's been so sad. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh Um, so we were hopeful that we would be in our nave at this point in time to celebrate the Feast of the Incarnation, which is Christmas, but we're still in our chapel, um and it's okay. Kellen, are you trying to convince everyone that it's okay, or are you just saying it is okay? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm trying to convince anyone. It it kind of um is what it is. I guess I just thought we should acknowledge a hope that we had that maybe you know isn't going to be fulfilled, but that there's a greater hope at Christmas. That is fulfilled. That's right. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to put in perspective, maybe. Yeah, in perspective, it's not a thing at all. Exactly. And the chapel 
it's been like such a gift to worship in that space over this past year. Yeah, um, I feel very fond of it now. It's a great little space. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's kind of where a bit more of the history of our church has taken place. So there's something rich about that as well, knowing that this is a place that's been prayed in for, for a little while. So uh, come join us in the chapel on Christmas Eve. We have services at 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and 8 o'clock. It should be a wonderful time to gather together uh, to celebrate the incarnation of our Lord. The gospel lesson for both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day um, are the same, and the story is um, so familiar to you that I'll just remind you of its contours. So Joseph and Mary, who's expecting a child, go to be registered in the city of Bethlehem. She is there and um, goes into labor. There's no room in the inn, and so she gives birth and lays him in a manger. There are shepherds who are living in the fields nearby, and an angel comes and visits them, saying, Do not be afraid. I am bringing you good news of great joy. And tells these shepherds about the child who's wrapped um, in bands of cloth and how he is the Messiah, the Lord. And the angels um, break into song and the shepherds go off um, to see uh, Mary and Joseph and the child. And um, and Mary sort of takes it all in and treasures, um, treasures their visit and their words and ponders them in her heart. Helen, I'm preaching on Christmas Eve, and, you know, this is, it's almost, you talked about the familiarity of this reading. Um, Sometimes it's hard to know exactly what to say on Christmas Eve, I think, because of all the things going on, uh, both the kind of importance of the celebration, lots of visitors in church, all of those things. Um, But what comes to mind at the moment, I don't believe I'm going to preach on this, but just thinking about how our Eucharistic celebration is always an incarnation of our Lord um, and that the altar can be thought of in some sense in some sense as uh, a manger um, anyway that's that's what I'm thinking about at the moment I've you know every Eucharistic celebration is an advent we're all kind of anticipating the coming of our Lord but it's also uh, a moment where Christ life is made manifest for us. And I think maybe why I'm thinking about this is just to think about uh, Jesus being born in Bethlehem, which I trust many of you know means house of bread. Um, So this gospel reading is kind of loaded up with some symbolism and imagery that I think is helpful for us as we think about our worship. Kellen, I know you've preached on this reading a couple of times at a Christmas Eve service um, at the church that sent you to seminary. I'm curious kind of what what you've said in the past about this gospel reading. Um, 
It's funny because if you would have asked me, you know, what I preached on a week ago, I might not be able to tell you. I feel like sermons go out of my brain um, probably as quickly as they go out of my listeners' brains. Um, I do remember preaching on the canticles in Luke, sort of like our response to Jesus' birth, like rightly so, is is to burst into song. Um, that That was one of my sermons um which I still think uh is true you know like the sort of um response to God breaking into our world and lives there's maybe a couple of things we can do but one fitting thing does seem to be to sing um and to rejoice and to give thanks in every way we know how to. And I think the story in Luke models that as much as it tells that story. Well, just thinking about singing, um, I, I don't know about you, but I, I sense that when you hear others sing, it kind of invites, it invites your participation, right? So that singing kind of invites others to join in with you. Um, in ways that other forms of communication don't necessarily offer. Yeah, and you talking about how, you know, at every Eucharist, the incarnation is sort of made manifest. Um, like, we're totally invited to sing with the Sanctus, um, with the whole host of heaven, which feels very Christmassy, right? The whole heavens burst forth in song um, with the shepherds and um, here we are at the altar sort of joining in that um, every day, but it feels especially fitting on Christmas. Maybe in place of a prayer, I was going to offer just a brief reflection from Austin Fair uh, for Christmas. When Mary laid Jesus upon her knees, when she searched him with her eyes, when she fed him at the breast, she did not study to love him because she ought. She loved him because he was dear. He was her son. His conception had been supernatural, perplexing, affrightening. 
It had been called for faith in the incomprehensible and obedience beyond the limits of human power. His nativity was human and sweet, and the love with which she embraced it was a natural growth, inseparable from the thing she loved. She was blessed above all creatures because she loved her Maker inevitably and by simple nature, even though it needed the sword wounds of the passion to teach her fully that it was her Maker whom she loved. The Son of Mary is the Son of all humankind. We embrace him with the love of our kind, that we may be led up with Mary to love beyond kind, a selfless love for the supreme goodness, when we too shall have climbed the ladder of the cross. Um, so good to be with you on this podcast during this week leading up to Christmas. We hope that you and your family um, have a joyful and um, life-giving season of Christmas. Yes, a very blessed and Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, But in the meantime, between now and the first of the year, know that we love you. We miss you. God's peace. Peace.